0: So this is Samyutta Nikaya 7.2. And on one occasion, a Brahmin heard that another Brahmin had gone forth from the home life into homelessness uh, in the presence of the Blessed One. So he, 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 he sort of changed his religion there. And this Brahmin, anger, angered and displeased, went to the Blessed One and on arrival insulted him with rude and harsh words. so he was telling the Buddha off and then the Buddha says what do you think Brahman do friends or relative, relatives come to you as guests he says yes they occasionally do that and do you serve them with food and drinks he says yes and if they don't accept those offerings to whom do those offerings belong if they don't accept them the offerings still belong to me and the Buddha says, likewise, Brahman, we who do not abuse anyone, who do not scold anyone, who do not uh, quarrel against anyone, refuse to accept from you the abuse, the scolding, and the quarrel that you let loose at us. It still belongs to you. Brahman, one who abuses his abuser, who scolds the one who scolds him, who fights against the one who fights with him, he is said to partake of the meal to enter upon an exchange but we not we do not partake of your meal we do not enter upon an exchange it still belongs to you and the brahmin says so, uh, says well <laughs> like ooh you know <laughs> the king together with his consort know this of the master gotama gotama is the contempli- gotama is an arahant and yet master gotama gets angry so he's like oh yeah And the Buddha replies, How can anger arise in one who is angerless, in the tamed one of righteous living, in one liberated by perfect knowledge, in the stable one who abides in peace? One who repays an angry man with anger, thereby makes things worse for himself. Not repaying an angry man with anger, one wins a battle hard to win. He practices for the welfare of both, his own and the others, when knowing that his assailant is angry, he remembers to maintain his peace. When he achieves the cure for both his own and the others, those unskilled in Dhamma consider him a fool. So there's a uh, question, a few questions that I gathered from from this uh, that uh, others seem to be interested in. says, whenever I meet a certain rude person, I wish them metta. But as much as I have done this, that person still remains rude. Why is the power of metta not working? So that's the first uh, question.
1: How would you answer that? It does not matter what they're. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, that's correct. And uh, <coughs> any other way, any.
2: Well, if metta is supposed to make the other person uh, mm. not be rude anymore, then mm. that's going to...
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, metta not working because that's not where metta is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple as that. Uh, friendliness is your framework of your mind. It's your attitude. It's your cultivation in face of rudeness and so on. Um, and the whole point of practicing metta is so that you don't give rise to anger or ill will. Doesn't matter how long the external um, abuse, rudeness, and so on lasts; it's not that's mm. not your problem.
0: It's, and it sounds to me that like this person is using metta as a retaliation. You know. Well, it's no, it's
1: u- using metta as a way out of the unpleasant experience. I'll do metta, so I mean, they'll stop being angry, yeah. so we're all friends again. Why? Well, because I dislike the discomfort of experiencing <coughs> rudeness, which means I'm moved by it, I'm pressured by it, I'm not at peace internally when I experience those things. So, metta should shelter me from those things. No, matter no, no. Metta should make you immovable in regard to those things. That's it.
0: But yeah, so what it means, like someone is having thoughts of kindness or trying to spread meta energy to the person, hmm. but that, that whole attitude is one of trying to like attack or retaliate mm. against that rudeness, rather than... Yeah, it's acting out, true. Sure. It's acting out, yeah.
1: yeah. It's partaking in that meal, yeah, just in is a not different meta. way. Yeah. Yeah, but you're still doing it because you're experiencing the unpleasantness of rudeness. Mm-hmm.
2: so sh- another kind of question that somebody might, I might ask is like if I'm doing meta properly this sh- I shouldn't be it shouldn't even be uncomfortable it, sh- I sh- it shouldn't be unpleasant for somebody to insult me or something I should just hmm. not care at all is that the case?
1: Uh.
2: or can it still be like because you said um, you don't you don't want the discomfort of mm. the anger. Mm. That's why you act out. But somebody mm. might say, "Oh, but if I was doing it right, it shouldn't be uncomfortable at all. It's it's not because I don't want."
1: Right, 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 right. Uh, not at all. Line? No. No, the abusive words will remain abusive words.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it will be condition. like heat, cold, rain, wind, abusive words. So it's going to be uncomfortable, but none of that discomfort. Would can move the mind, or Mm -hmm. can make the mind re-engage willingly with Mm ill-will, so it will remain imperturbable.
2: So just because the Buddha doesn't get angry in this case, doesn't mean it was like... He's unaware of the the actions of that that
1: Brahmin, that he was rude and offensive. Mm
2: -hmm. No, no, of course.
1: If somebody comes in this room and I'm showering them with attitude of friendliness, is that spreading of metta? No. What is that then? um what is the showering them yeah like like <coughs> I'm, I'm sort of welcoming doing all these things just to make them feel my friendship
0: well it's it's acting out of craving for so so hmm. um
1: so then when the buddha says um uh, he uh spreads meta pervades pervades the entire world with it pervades all the quarters with it is that not the same Pervading the world, pervading individuals, so it is pervading the groups. Um, like a negative. So it's pervading and spreading, what I refer to. Is that the same or different? Uh, different. So what is pervading then? How is pervading different from spreading? Like um colloquially in inter- turn um no practically, yeah. like, so say we describe spreading of meta, mm. you know, showing your friendliness, engaging mm. with it, I thinking see. positive thoughts, all that, so what is pervading then, if it's different than that, how would you do pervading, how would you pervade the world with your attitude of friendliness, where is that done in inter- turn uh, 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 exactly, finished. Yeah. Internally, yeah, mm. it's not done in the world that you assume of others, mm. pervading the the, the quarters. Mm. It's all done internally, mm. and it requires no acting out. Mm. It requires no overly showing these attitudes, which are all rooted exactly in craving and wanting other person to be affected by your friendliness. And that's not met. That is on the level of the mind. So the up down. East, west, in every direction. But do you have to travel physically to sp- no you already are doing it internally. It just gets conflated. that type of pervading gets conflated with all these external acts. Oh see this is what it's meant by that. so it's like I'm pervading, I'm visualizing and then I'm expressing it to everyone, everything all the time. <clears throat> and that's completely not what matter is because the same attitude of pervading, uh, you know, you cultivate for all four Brahma Viharas. Yeah, exactly. So how are you going to express your equanimity. indifference, yeah. equanimity? How are mm. you going to pervade that onto the others? Or spread that. Spread, spread them. Mm. Yeah, spread equanimity. Like, well, that's not going to be... Spread immovability. That's not spreadable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but selfish. it is... You can pervade it. Yeah. You can pervade all quarters in your mind, in all directions, as far as your thought goes, with that attitude. So it's a completely an internal practice, which is why exactly it will establish you in the dwelling of Brahmas. No matter what anyone does. No matter, even if you don't do anything externally, if you just sit silently. Mm. Of course, if you spread such attitude internally, not externally, if you pervade all the quarters with that attitude, then doesn't matter what comes through your senses, or who comes through your senses, that attitude will not be able to be perturbed. And that's how you've successfully cultivated metta, when you are not perturbed by things they would want to perturb you with ill will and so on. And it has absolutely nothing to do with other person, yeah. persons at all. Otherwise, it's conditional on yeah. their actions. So. Yeah, and we said that before in those other talks. Mm. Like you know, so when that, um, when the Buddha says, and then you protect that state of mind, as like a, mother a mother would protect a yeah. child. Mm not protect random people, mm. that's not your problem. Mind of no. ill will is your problem. Being mm. t- perturbed away from the wholesome state of mind of friendliness is your problem. So that's where you stay, guarding that.
0: So another question is, uh, I hear many people voicing their wrong views and I don't like the fact that they are spreading such misguided information. But when I try to point out their faulty understandings from a place of goodwill and compassion I'm usually met with hostility should I just let others promote unbeneficial things or should I actively try to help them despite their hostility if I don't say something am I not then complicit in their wrong views to some degree am I not complicit in their
1: can you partake in other people's actions in other people's internal choices
0: no.
1: are beings owners of their own actions or they own a bit of their own actions, a bit of their someone else's actions. Yes. So it's not a problem. Mm. None of that it can be a problem. You are making it a problem by not being able to tolerate it, by not being able to not act out of it. So you act out of your own craving because other people hold all these wrong views rooted in craving. So you got your answer there.
2: In a way you could really just... I mean, you happen to hear other people or see other people doing some things that mm. you find misguided or that you disagree with. but Assuming you your duty to be... To be to correct yeah. those yeah, things. Now, if you yeah. kind of conti- take that to its conclusion, well, you're just going to have to... You, you endless. It's mm. endless. It's endless. Like, you spend your entire life certainly... Because vast happening.
1: majority will always remain in darkness, will always remain mm. with wrong views, will always remain misrepresenting the things, so... Mm. Enlightenment is not about correcting everybody else, just about fixing your own issue. And that's how you practice for both. Mm-hmm. But that's a hard thing for to accept for somebody who still doesn't want to relinquish their own righteous craving. When you say Arahant practices for both by becoming enlightened himself. No, no, but no, you must be more engaged with the world. You must bring social change, you must affect them, you must you must correct them. Actually, no, you don't. You can if you want to, but you better be aware of the reasons why you're doing it. Because they might well be the same reasons that these people have, because of which they are in such darkness. Mm-hmm. Craving and desire. Righteousness and blindness.
2: So. I like that. Sutta, I think it's in the Majimanakaya, where the Buddha is talking to two householders, lay people. And one of them, after a certain amount of time, says, okay, I have to go now. And he leaves. And then the Buddha says, you know, if if he had stayed a bit longer, he would have seen the Dhamma and attained the right view. But he didn't say anything. Like, it wasn't his. his He he didn't even say, uh, and when the guy was right in front of him, maybe you should stay a bit longer. It was up to him to to go. (laughs)
0: So this is a kind of similar question. It is, uh, I sometimes get annoyed by how others speak to me and feel that they should at least learn how to address, address others correctly so that the world in general is a better place. I try to wish them well, but deep down I'm still annoyed and despite my well wishes, mm. when I engage with the person, my annoyance is what shows itself. Mm and of my good intentions.
1: Because mm, that's the main reason for your action.
0: So, so what should I do to better prepare myself for the next time someone says something annoying?
1: Well, give up the idea of the world becoming a better place, to begin with. Because mm-hmm. why, is, why is the world not be a better place? Is it because people speak bad things? Yeah, okay. Why do people speak bad things? Why do people do bad things? Why do people kill? Why do people lie? Mm. Why do people steal? cheat, seek gain at the expense of others, enslave others, and all the other misfortune in the world. Why do they do that?
0: It's great. Great. Division, division. Yeah, Divinity. because of
1: desire. Because of sensual desire, that's it. So you want to fix the world? That's where you fix it. You don't fix it by just making everybody comply to your worldview, even if it's a right worldview. It's not going to work because... Things you are making them comply with were never the problem. They were the result of the problem of desire, (coughs) and that's what we said. When sons fight with fathers, mothers with fathers, uh, husbands and daughters, and and kings with other kings, and everybody, the whole world fights because of central desire, because of desires. That's it.
0: The the hate for pain. Well, that all comes
1: with it. But basically, for as long as you're acting out of your desires, the world will be the way the world is. So you want to make a world a better place? Start uprooting the desire. Where, where do you start at in others or in yourself? Well, <laughs> again, you don't really need to answer that question. So you will be factually making a world a better place if you free yourself from sensual desire means there is one being less in this world messy world fewer with desire where there is one person less that has that desire. One desire has been <coughs> extinguished. So that is factually an improvement. Mm so one step at a time and then teach others how to do the same but then, by then you would have recognized where the problem is so the problem is not the state of the world that's just the result of the problem which is the desire so for as long as you're acting out of the same desires even righteously you're still adding the same fuel to the same world to the same problem of it
0: that view said that, that the world will be a get to a stage where it's just a a wonderful place, Mm. a peaceful place, everyone's Mm. happy.
1: That's just your desire again. And somebody else will come, I don't want to, I I like the world the way it is. That's my desire. Mm. So what do we do now? Well, we fight. Mm. Sooner or later it will have to lead to that. And then the other one wins, if you end up fighting him. Well, whoever wins means, anyway, you, 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 you made the world a better place by fighting, and and violence, Mm. which is always what people resort to eventually, Mm. even the most well-wishing, you know, making the world a better place, well, nothing seems to work, let's just resort to force. Mm.
2: Mm. It's actually quite a useful contemplation in a way, because, um, you know, you can see the things that people do to each other. Um, on a very grand scale like all kinds of corruption heavery whatever like, that, like you can look at it and be disgusted by it, it's very obvious mm. Mm. but when you, if you see if you realise, oh, like What's the cause of this? This person is, you know, their actions happen to have these grand repercussions on a huge scale that affect thousands of people because they're Mm. in a position of power or something. Or it's exactly the same thing Mm. that Mm. drives me, that makes me act towards something I want or try to get away or try to deal with something I dislike. And like even that disgust with the world can kind of make you like I, I should restrain this because it's the same thing yeah
1: that person exactly. probably felt the same disgust which exactly. is why he decided to conquer that whole culture mm-hmm. and destroy it and so on <laughs> so you're just acting mm-hmm. out of the same reasons completely um, covering it up covering up the root of the problem
0: if you're doing the same thing you're, you're, as that sutta says you're partaking in exchange you're yeah. both doing the same yeah. thing
1: oh he started not? it doesn't matter from your point of view, you are the one starting it for yourself. Mm-hmm. He can't start it for you. no matter of abuse can start abuse can sta- can can start can make you an abuser. only your actions can then take you in that direction.
2: Nobody can make you get angry
1: exactly and certainly nobody can make you act out of that anger mm-hmm. further that's the first in the Dhammapada, you know as long as somebody thinks, oh, he struck me, he abused me, he reviled me. If you do not give up those thoughts, you will not be able to abandon ill will. Yeah. Something along Mm -hmm. those lines. And the quarrels in the world will never end. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
0: This is at uh, the Sutta of the Acrobats. Mm. So, Samyotanikaya 47.19. The Blessed One said, once a bamboo acrobat, having uh, erected a bamboo pole, addressed his assistant, Come, climb up the the bamboo pole and stand on my shoulders. As you say, Master, the assistant answered, and climbing the bamboo pole stood on his shoulders. Then the bamboo acrobat said to his assistant, Now you watch after me and I'll watch after you, thus protecting each other, watching after each other, We'll show off our skill, receive our re- reward, and come down safely from the bamboo pole. When he had said this, the assistant the assistant said to him, But that won't do at all, Master. You watch after yourself, and I'll watch after myself. And thus, with each of us protecting ourselves, watching after ourselves, we'll show off our skill, receive our reward, and come down safely. And the Buddha said, What the assistant said to her, to her master was the right way in that case. Monks, for the safeguarding of oneself, Satipatthana should be practiced. For the safeguarding of others, Satipatthana should be practiced. When safeguarding yourself, you safeguard others. <coughs> when safeguarding others, you safeguard yourself. Why is and that? Yeah, and how? Yeah, it does say, explains it. But and no, I won't talk about it
1: I don't just announce
0: it when safeguarding yourself you safeguard others
1: you yes so why us. by safeguarding yourself with mindfulness you are automatically safeguarding others how are others not safe by my acting out of it by anyone's desire. acting <coughs> out of your will greed aversion and delusion factually so that is always there cannot be no there cannot be any other uh, route of that uh, non-safety of others, harm towards others. So if everybody would actually just guard themselves, there would be no quarrelling, there would be no violence, there would be no abuse. And others would be automatically, the, the result of that would be safety of others. So if if the root of every every abuse, every violence, every kind of suffering inflicted upon others is guarded by everybody individually, that's it. The world factually becomes a better place because there are no more expressions of anger, ill will, hatred, Mm -hmm. and so on, and desires, in that sense as well.
0: The world is responsible. Yeah, but it's just
1: factually, it's like, it's not even kind of, oh yeah, we guard ourselves in the world. No, factually, when others are not safe, it's because somebody's acting against that. And those acts can only be rooted in greed, aversion, or distraction. If you guard yourself against those, you cannot possibly come near those acts They would endanger others. Mm -hmm. So factually, the world would be a safer place. So where does this practically start for the average?
2: Not killing, for example. Precepts,
1: yeah. Exactly. Not killing, not stealing, not cheating, not harming, not lying. It actually says that, like by observing these... Uh, punch Shilla, yeah one gives immeasurable safety to the world exactly. yeah, yeah yeah others can trust that that you won't kill them or mm. even if they don't trust factually to the extent that you're guarding yourself to that extent there is no expression of of unwholesome towards others mm. so factually the world is a better place to that degree mm-hmm. yeah. but say
0: if you're looking after your bodily behavior your verbal behavior mm. a person can still be quite can still be give rise to that unwholesome intentions you
1: know? who that person yeah yeah could still but like intent unwholesome cruelty. intentions but unwholesome intention is yeah. not a danger to others acting out of unwholesome intentions is so if, if your if your sila is unbroken if yeah. that's where your effort is if you restrain your senses even if you have the most cruel intentions in your mind you're not acting out of them.
0: But is if now I'm cultivating those cruel intentions, I don't harm anyone. Anyway. Mm. Well, then and you won't have internal have,
1: peace, but have. you are still factually uh, not contributing towards the suffering of the world, because you're not mm. acting out of it. When but but yes, eventually... So well, depends. You know. Like uh, We're not talking about necessarily practice for our country; We're talking about making the world a better place. But yeah, if you want to be completely at peace unable to even have such intentions then yeah, but even for that you still need to restrain yourself first so whether Mm. you have such intentions or not the work that needs to be done beforehand remains
0: unchanged because if your intentions are clean your mind is restrained in that sense then there is absolutely no possibility of acting out
1: yes, but in order for your intentions to be (coughs) clean and mind restrained, you need to have thoroughly not acted out for a long Mm. time and that will and also it, it won't be possible to be honest it won't be possible theoretically you could see how you could still have thoughts of ill will and cruelty arising if you have been thoroughly restrained and withdrawn from unwholesome for a you know long period of time mind will have to come down so those thoughts were besetting you were coming up because there was still an opportunity a hope that you might give rise to expressing them But once you haven't been giving rise, those thoughts will come down. So, yeah, still, the same work, same practice.
0: And a question in regard to this sutta. It says, This attitude of the master acrobat seems like the correct one. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the master. So, you know, I'll watch you you watch me so selfishness does does result in harm to others and if we can just be unselfish and help others putting ourselves second then the society would be a better place and we would get rid of conceit which is basically anatta is this not also a valid path to Nibbana
1: Hmm. a number of contradictions (laughs) there first of all (laughs) selfishness is not the reason selfishness is the result also You are selfish because of the desires, because of craving. So your selfishness is not the root of all the problems, so you just need to put yourself (coughs) second. No. Whether you're first or second, you're selfish because you're doing it because you have a desire to do so. So I have a desire to be second. Well, she has a desire to be second. So now we're going to quarrel. (laughs) (laughs) we have the same desire but
0: (laughs) who's the most humble (laughs) well exactly, (laughs) one of them
1: can only be one of us can be second, we can both be the same, so that's the point that's not the root of the problem selfishness is the root of the problem put myself second, the world is fixed see, if we all just put ourselves second well then what, then we are all first again we are all acting out of our desires to be second but no, desire is the root of the problem Craving is the root of the problem, so don't act out of that and then yeah. But I still, as I said, things will then become clear. If you start practicing like this, you realize, yeah, this is how factually the world is becomes a better place, but the world will never become a better place on the level of the world, because people are not the same, they're not born with the same faculties, not born with the same intent, like, like states of mind, so to speak and some people just will never ever be able to understand these things or accept them or restrain themselves so factually majority of the world will always remain in darkness that's just the nature of it much like the animal realm but uh, to that extent you recognize even if so (coughs) if I remove desire in in this creature and maybe If somebody asks me, I can teach them. If not, well, that's still not my problem. But just to the extent of fixing myself, fixing desire and craving here, the world is brighter to that extent. And that is the most direct, the most verifiable influencing of the
0: world. And it says Satipatthana should be practiced to guard yourself. So you're seeing things in the correct order.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, the right view, everything else that comes with it
0: you know, in a way I, s- I thought that would be seeing yourself yourself as second in the right way
1: internally, sure, yeah. sure. but it's not a question of choice of I choose to put myself no. second no, you're just acting no. out of your desire no. yeah. but yeah. yeah, you can learn how to see yourself second and then you won't be able to take offense with anyone because you always see yourself as this creature over there it's not your problem, not yours
2: It's just uh, I think that question also sort of um, obviously <coughs> it, it kind of shows the different ways in which these t- this like protecting oneself is meant as in you know when in a world of greed and craving protecting oneself naturally is assumed to mean okay okay we're all at a table together and i'm just gonna like grab all of the best food for myself Mm. first and that's me protecting myself Mm. they say oh you shouldn't do that well yeah no that but that's obviously not what is being meant here by protecting Mm. oneself Mm. and then you know and then so we should all share with one another sure yeah that's better but in, in a sense what this is meaning is that like you should protect yourself by seeing oh no okay is it I should just not act out of desire and then for my own benefit basically and then as a secondary effect means that I don't really I, I'm not gonna try and grab everything f- to, yeah. to own everything. so you might then even still do things like that somebody with a different type of view might do, like, for example, uh, being generous, let's say. Mm. You, you could do that, yeah. but you can do that as a kind of a, let me be generous and show how much I'm giving and helping. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, well, well, there was you that sutta where said
1: where Anagam is doing it. Yeah, exactly. It. So he has no wish for heavens or, yeah. or rewards of or sensual benefits or something, but he's doing it for a completely different reason that's invisible to those without the right view. And that reason is, oh, it it ornates my mind.
2: It's the requisites and adornment of the yeah. mind. It, it
1: basically, by by engaging in in, in generosity towards others. Mm. Effortlessly, this mind is embellished beautifully, and then I don't have to bear, bear it. Mm-hmm. Th- it's not difficult for me, and it's not unpleasant to bear it. It's much ple- more much more easier to bear the mind that's that's ornate and and uh, and light, and embellished and wholesome. So he realized instead of it's basically like the almost recognizing the <laughs> which is more efficient effort mm-hmm. to elevate your mind so that you see it clearly and, uh, and exist with it until it breaks apart more peacefully. So you can, you can make this effort, you can make that effort. You, but generosity, oh, that mm-hmm. takes very little, yet the mind is directly, as a result of it, embellished and elevated. And he sees that directly and he does it for that reason and no other. No, no, no desire for reward. No desire for thank you for that matter. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Absolutely. It makes no difference.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All he wants is his own mind to be elevated on the result of it. And in process without his benefit as well. So.
2: That's the thing. Like, when you're, if you're doing it for somebody else, now, if they if they are ungrateful or if they don't like it or mm-hmm. something, uh, I'm affected by that. Yeah, so, so you realize, oh,
1: I stopped doing it. No, no, no. You carry on doing it, but now learn how not to be affected by it. Because there was exactly preceding was you know they do it for the reward they do it for the heavens uh, and then to the point of oh he just does it for the sake of his own mind uh, but um, it is factually good generosity also but it's still worldly it merit still partakes in world in the world in rebirth in samsara so it's not the question of oh, don't do it because you can't do it purely you won't be able to do it purely because you're not anagami you're not an hand. Uh, so do it whichever way you can and then what comes as a result of it you learn how not to be perturbed in regard to it whether it's the expectations of heaven or being upset because you didn't have enough thank you or gratitude that's all secondary Mm. you keep doing it and then you deal with these things on the level of the mind in the sense of learn how not to be perturbed by those things and then you will actually grow
0: it says and how when safeguarding others do you safeguard yourself with yoni so manisikara a mind of metta, harmlessness, and patient endurance. Hmm. So it's all those internal practices.
1: It's what we've been describing, basically.
0: And there's just one more question. Even when I know that my intentions are bad, or that my actions will lead to more suffering, I still don't stop cultivating them. Therefore, it seems that I don't really care about myself. If I practice metta towards myself, will I be able to not choose bad actions next time the intention mm-hmm, is there? Putting <laughs> the cart
1: in front of the horse. Yeah. Practice of metta will not make you be able to stop choosing badly. Not choosing badly will enable you to stop choosing badly. And, that's and then you can practice metta. Well,
0: in a way you're cultivating metta Yeah,
1: that's, that's closer to practice of metta than mm-hmm. doing metta so that this is dealt from me. Same. People want, oh, if I get the jhana, the pleasure of jhana that's contemporarily taught then i will just stop being attracted to sensual pleasures but i won't have to go through the pains of withdrawal mm-hmm. and overcoming them i just need to get this so that then this magically falls away so my if i th- do meta mm-hmm. my bad choices that i choose will m- magically just stop happening no
0: yeah my decisions will change
1: no so you want to do meta rightly you start by not cultivating the choices you already quite clearly, quite well understand you shouldn't be doing. And you don't care about yourself at the time, and that's correct. You obviously lose the context. So what do I do then? Well, contemplate the danger, peril. Obviously, sense restraint if you if you haven't developed it. And then, yeah, the peril will will be too much to ignore and then you won't make such choices they go with it
0: and this uh, I thought I'd bring up this sutta as well because so how do you know what's good for you kind of thing you, most people they they keep on doing bad things mm. but if they knew that those were bad things then they wouldn't do it mm. but they, in some way they think those things are good you know it brings me pleasure here and now yeah later on or they don't
1: see the extent of how
0: bad they are Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah it's bad but (coughs) (coughs) but if they were to see the extent of the peril the extent of the danger then they would realize oh I cannot engage with
0: this so and just to bring up this sutta which is how do you see that
1: Mm.
0: and it's uh, the Rahula uh, one of the Rahula suttas and the Buddha asks Rahula what is a mirror for and Vahula answers for reflection. And the Buddha says, In the same way, Same way, Vahula, bodily actions, verbal actions, and mental actions are, p- are to be done with repeated reflection or consideration. Whenever you want to do a bodily, verbal, or mental act, uh, you should reflect on it. This act I want to do, would it lead to self-affliction, to the affliction of others, or to both? Would it be unskillful? would it be an unskillful action resulting in dukkha if on reflection you know that it would lead to self-affliction to the affliction of others or to both it would be an unskillful bodily action resulting in dukkha then any body any action of that sort is absolutely unfit for you to do
1: mm.
0: and the opposite is uh, if you reflect uh, that you that these actions will not lead to your self-affliction, to another's affliction, or to both. It would be skillful uh, action resulting in happiness. Then any action of that sort is fit for you to do. (laughs) And at the end he says, Rahula, all those contemplatives in the past, future, present, and all who purified their bodily, verbal, and mental actions did it through this repeated reflection on their actions in Mm. just this way.
1: No other way. So there is no magical thing you can do; they will then purify those things for you in return. Simply doesn't
0: exist. Well, it exists
1: as a wrong view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but practically, whoever has ever done it successfully, they did it through Mm -hmm. that way.
0: As the Buddha himself. As the Buddha
1: himself did Mm -hmm. purifying his mind from the unwholesome states. How? Well, when there is a central lust present, he would establish the context of danger, peril, lack of satisfaction how uh, not beneficial for, for him, for others there is, and then the thought would subside, whenever it subsides. That was not his concern. His concern was to protect the context, the framework. Ill will, thoughts of hatred, context again, of how little how little benefit that has, how it increases burden for you, how unbeneficial it is, how friendliness is much better option, letting go is better option, how all these contexts he would cu- cultivate in face of these thoughts and then they would subside eventually. So Sikara keeps the context. Endurance, that we often talk about, kanti, forbearance, patient endurance, whichever you want to translate it. Oh, so you're enduring the presence of this thought, which is pretty much the, the benchmark for the context to be developed. Mm-hmm. Until the thought subsides, not until you got rid of it. I got rid of what bothered me. No. You were not bothered by it. Why are you trying to get rid of it? You're bothered by your own craving in regard to it. Get rid of that. But good luck getting rid of that directly, attending it or replacing it. Impossible, because you'll be doing that with craving. But then you could do that with... Like I said, the, the, the thought would subside on its own. But it's very easy to fall into... Like, I establish the context so that I get rid of this thought because it's bothering me. Yeah, so there will so be a would context. Be the, yeah, exactly. But so then what would be a better intention? Better well, to recognize that you've been doing that, and now s- upgrade that as well. Establish the context in regard to that. Mm-hmm. You won't start perfectly. You will be wanting to get rid of the pain. Yeah. But by not acting out, that's already a better context. Exactly. So that's what By I was guarding of the sense hmm. doors, that's another better context by contemplating the danger of sensuality in face of sensuality, even if you want that sensuality to go away, well, that's a better context mm-hmm. than just acting out like before. But now, you really want to approve the hindrances. You have to recognize that, okay, so I am doing this contemplation now to get rid of this pain. And that whole thing is painful for me. Now we establish context in regard to trying to get rid of pain. Mm-hmm. So how about then I start establishing context that will prevent me they will remove the attitude of trying to get rid of it and actually establish the context of worthwhile endurance. No, just actually it's, it mm. is good to endure these mm. things. I'm not acting out, I'm not proliferating, I'm certainly not welcoming them. So now I shall patiently endure them just because I know that whenever I engage with it more, I overstep and activate my own craving in regard to it. So that's what I was going to basically ask yeah. So a better intention than let me establish the context to get rid of this thought, would be, let me establish the context context, context, so to to not act in whichever way. Let me establish this context so I can endure this thought in its fullness, in its 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 full extent, Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. far as it wants to go, without being moved by it. Mm. And same for thoughts of uh, ill will and cruelty. Mm. Doubt
2: as well.